And we are live. <laughs> Hello. Live in HD, 3D, stereoscopic, Blu-ray, PBR. DVD, <laughs> PBR. Whatever you said. <laughs> PBS, ABC, HBO. HGTV. HGTV, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, here we are. As you can see, we're doing a video podcast for the first time. We were asking ourselves last night, what can we do to kind of... Engage people more. Yeah, spruce things up a little bit. And we thought, well, you know what? Let's try doing a video version because it's really easy to upload a video version. We could put it on YouTube mm -hmm. and Anchor by Spotify. Thank you, our sponsors. Um, they... <laughs> I, mean, I forgot. Yeah, they are <laughs> our sponsors. Um, they actually make it really easy for you to upload a video podcast. And yeah. I believe that version goes straight to Spotify mm -hmm. because Anchor is, I think, owned and operated by Spotify. Spotify shows videos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. I yeah. don't have a Spotify they, account. They started doing that like semi recently in the last few years. Mm. Yeah, I don't think like, I don't think the Apple Podcast version will have video. So if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast and you're like, well, I wonder what they're doing. Go watch it on YouTube or on Spotify and we'll see you there. Yes. All right. Well, weekly update. What's new? Um, it's our anniversary this week. That's true. It we is. just got back from a picnic. So if we, we seem a little winded because we were like drop everything unpack record yeah so bear with us yep and that's why i'm wearing a Change hat. shirts and everything yeah i did not i was like let's just get the ball rolling and i'll shower after yep all right well anything else that's new nope not for me what i had a colonoscopy <laughs> just gonna tell people that uh i was like should i mention that just say it yeah very interesting procedure get checked get checked i'm good but the day before your but. <laughs> the day before the colonoscopy, worst day ever. Yeah, you were struggling. Yeah, you can't eat anything. You have to, all liquid diet, which is hard. And you gotta like take this medication where you just like you poop everything out. Well, okay, you empty everything out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't just and say you take a medication. I in. know, I get it. Yeah, no, but it is it is the worst. It's pretty awful. Um, yeah. But thankfully, I don't have to do it for a while after doing that so anyway yeah i had that for the first time so if you have any questions uh hit me up <laughs> about colonoscopies the good news is everything's good that's all that matters yes exactly mm -hmm. everything's good i'm healthy who would have known <laughs> me yeah no it's it's good to be told that you're healthy mm -hmm. well yeah i think that's all the updates um you know it's just it's it's saturday afternoon so let's do it let's like we do always it. do Nice. I don't know whether to look over there or look over just at you. Um, I don't know. Both. Whatever feels natural. All right. Well, let's right. do it. Who okay. goes first? I'm going first. All right. So I was assigned to watch RRR or Triple R. Do we really know what it is? R, it's RRR. Okay. It stands for Rise, Roar, Revolt. How do you know it's not Triple R? Because it's Rise, Roar, Revolt. Yeah, but you could still R -R -R. say Triple R and it still like represents. It's like Vin Diesel, Triple X, but the X's don't stand for anything. So that makes sense that you would say Triple X. But if X. someone's like name was like all the things started as A and they're like, I'm Triple A. And it's like, you know, it stands for something, you know? Okay, well, this movie was <laughs> directed by S.S. Rajamuli. So are you going to call him Double S. Rajamuli because he's got two S's? I mean, maybe if, I, <laughs> if he wanted to go by that, you know? All right. I'm just saying. Do we really know? 
<laughs> it's Rise, Roar, Revolt, which makes it RRR. Okay. RRR. Okay. So this movie's very long. Very, very long. So I'm going to try to, with my synopsis, make everything as clear as possible, mm-hmm. but also as concise as possible. Because if we go into the depths of everything, we'll be here forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, we don't have to cover everything that happens. But Exactly. Yeah, you know, it was just synopsis and then we'll just uh we'll just talk about our thoughts even my synopsis is like a whole written page well college ruled paper okay so anyways <laughs> yes. the story starts with basically this little girl named molly okay um gets taken from a village away from her mom um I, and sorry i feel like we just need to quickly clarify rrr is an indian film it was yes. made in tollywood, india right? it's tollywood it is originally filmed in telugu which is a language that they speak in India. It's not Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Bollywood refers to the Hindi-speaking film industry in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. Did all my research on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, this is uh, made, you know, not in America. So it's a completely different um, industry of cinema. Yes, I feel like that's important to clarify. Yes, I think you also mentioned that in our last episode too, at the end when you assigned it. Well, but again, it's good who to knows have that if refresher. They were listening, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so back to the story. Story starts with a little girl who gets taken away from a village, um, taken by these like white British colonists, basically. This this woman and this man who like rule the British Empire, I guess, at the time, mm-hmm. which is like around 1920s. Um, and so yeah, they basically take away this girl just because the the wife wants to take her as kind of like a. Wait, sorry, which which wife? Wait. The British people. Oh, the British the people. people. Yeah, sorry. I yeah. forgot that we mentioned that. I'm, <laughs> Pay attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's what we've been one sentence Yeah, in. yeah, I know. There's, there's British people. Yes. The wife of the Brit- in the British group. Yeah. She's like, ooh, cool toy. Yeah. Let me take her. She can sing so well. I want exactly. her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so basically, again, these white people, this man and this woman are British rulers um, who have kind of taken over Delhi as far as, I'm, it, am I correct? Is it Delhi? I'm I not think sure. so. I Googled yeah. it this morning oh, okay. just to make sure I was correct. Okay. I think so. Um, again, in the 1920s. And so after this little girl is taken, um, the story then kind of follows two men. Um, one of the guys is Raju, who is a police officer. Um, and he's like a police officer like for the British um and then there is a man who is from this village that the little girl was taken from and his name at the time we know him as Akhtar yes Akhtar. um but we learn later that his real name is Beam yes and basically he has gone undercover um to get Molly back um because yeah they want her back in the village back with her mom Molly is also Beam's sister oh I didn't realize that <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, so basically we're following these two men and at first we're kind of following their separate journeys. Um, but at some point there is a kid who needs rescuing and they both kind of team up. They're both happen to be in the same place at the same time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I so forgot they, about that scene. Yeah. So I'm not going to go into detail because again, if we go into every little detail, it'll take forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but basically they team up to save this kid. And from that point on, they become really close friends. And they have this whole, like, bromance, like, montage yes. of them just, like, becoming really close. 
I mean, I do want to say, sorry, I don't want to interrupt too much, but uh, like that scene where they meet, it's super action packed. Like it's super <laughs> wild. They're like mm-hmm. flying on ropes and like protecting yeah. themselves from fire with like a flag. And yeah. It's, it's wild. There's a lot going on there. It is. But like there's a lot going on in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in the grand scheme of things, that moment is like seems very little compared to the rest of the yeah i guess it's just it feels important to clarify that like yeah they meet but it's like the context of what they're meeting and what you're experiencing on screen is like Mm -hmm. this big set piece Mm -hmm. yeah do you want to elaborate no no i I guess it's just i'm trying to help paint a picture like there are these big set pieces happening Mm -hmm. like we might describe it as like and mm. then this happens and then this happens but like what you're seeing on yeah, screen everything is, is like blown a whole to, ordeal yeah yeah blown and out of proportion yes. <laughs> basically which i think is amazing but, <laughs> but get yeah. into it later yeah we can we can follow up later yeah um i want to make sure we get through the story so that it nothing gets confusing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah so at this point they become really close friends and for like a good chunk of the movie it's just them forming this relationship and like really enjoying each other's company, helping out one another. Um, and so at this point, they don't know. So basically, Raju, who's the police officer, gets assigned by the British people um, to find the person who's trying to take Molly back. Um, and he does not realize that that is Oktar. And so, uh, and Oktar doesn't realize that Raju is a police officer who's mm-hmm. trying to actually capture him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're, ho- you're waiting for a good chunk of time for them to finally, like, find each other out and see what happens when that does happen. Um, and spoiler alert, it does happen. So, <laughs> so yeah. What? So at some point, they realize who each other are. And um, Oktar... Well, basically, Raju, after he kind of starts to, like, figure all this out, um, he's fighting with Oktar's, like, brother um, and gets poisoned. And so he's about to, like, die from this poison. And so then Oktar saves him. Um, And I don't think at this point Oktar really realized that he was a police officer. No, he did not. Not at all. Yeah. So he saves him. um, And after he saves him, he's like, you know what? It's time to, like, get Molly back. Um, so so Raju's like recovering from this poison. So he's yeah. kind of away for now. But it's also at that time where Oktar reveals to him. Oh, yes. That yes. like I'm trying to get my sister back. This yeah. is my whole backstory. My name's not Oktar. It's Beam. Beam. Yeah. Um, and like uh, Raju, who also goes by Rama. Mm-hmm. Um he find th- that's the moment where he finds out like oh for sure that it's him like he's the one that he's been looking yeah. for this whole time yeah yeah, yeah. my bad yeah. Um, all good so yeah so then Bean um, goes to this party that's being held at the like what do you call the it a palace? castle palace yeah, the capital whatever. palace the British palace the Brit- yeah 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 um, it's a castle <laughs> yeah so he goes there to get Molly back and just like unleashes every animal possible it's amazing yeah at least just every animal possible so chaos ensues obviously the like um police officers there the troops there are like fighting off people fighting off these animals beams fighting people in order to get to molly um there's a lot of all the animals are cgi the whole time (laughs) yes um it's quite wild yeah and so um while all this is happening we see someone appear and it's raju 
and he's like magically healed yeah <laughs> um, that happens well, a lot in yeah. this movie <laughs> yeah people just heal so quickly in this movie yeah. um and he is coming to fight beam yes but the i mean the way he enters is like on this chariot with like, with like all this four horses like, with like four horses on it there's a bunch of fire behind him and he's like yeah. and he's just ready to go and when he like jumps off of it he like releases the horses like pushes the thing like the metal part that's like holding onto the horse's reins down and then that like flips the whole um <laughs> chariot i don't even know yeah. what to call it what's carriage yeah it flips the whole carriage forward and it's like on fire and then like a wheel flies off and then like hits beam in the chest and he flies back <laughs> um so it's all very intense yeah <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's a lot visually it's very action-packed yeah it's, it's a good time. That's what I'm <laughs> um, so yeah, so they have like a fight. Uh, yeah, they have a fight, and it results in Beam getting captured. So Raju is successful. He captures Beam for the British people, um, and the British people decide we're gonna have a public flogging, and then eventually we're gonna hang him. And so this whole time, you're really like, what is Raju doing? Like, this is his friend. Like, why is he working with the British? Like, why is he doing this thing? Yeah. Um, and we find out that he actually is not this, like, bad guy that we think. He's really the reason why he's a police officer and really keen on um, becoming this, like, senior police officer, which was why he took on this task to find the dude, because the white woman was like, if whoever finds him will become a like big time police officer or whatever. Yeah. I forget the proper term she said. Yeah. Um, like senior you, police officer. She's like, if you bring him back dead, you'll get a bounty. But if you bring him back alive, you'll be promoted to a senior right. officer. Yeah. Right. And so the reason he's so bent on becoming the senior officer, even though it means kind of putting beam in harm's way is because he is trying to basically infiltrate from within. And so he is like, once I become the senior officer, I can basically steal all their weapons, give it back to like my people back at home, and then we can take them down. Yep. Um, so it's all for like a bigger cause, but he is still kind of struggling with the fact that in order to do that, he does have to harm Beam, um, which he's really established this relationship with. Yeah. Um, and so, and yeah, and Beam doesn't know all of this. So Beam right. just thinks like, oh, this is my friend who betrayed me. Right. Um, and like, why is he doing this? Yeah. Well, like we as an audience are like, oh, these two are great. They both have their yeah. own reasons. Yeah. And they're fighting each other. You're really coming to grips with the fact that like, you don't know who to root for and they're right. fighting each other and there's no like clear winner. It's a yeah. very, it's kind of a Goku Vegeta type relationship. Um, yeah. For my Dragon Ball fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after Beam's capture, right, they they decide to make plans for the public flogging and for the um, the uh, like hanging of him, and because Raju now has like status, like more status than he did before, he can kind of dictate or like steer the British to do things the way he kind of wants it to. So he comes up with this plan to help Beam and Molly escape, um, but they don't they don't know this. Um, and so he decides like, oh, if I have them, like we will go through with like the public flogging. Right. Um, but for his like hanging, I'll tell them to take Beam um, somewhere like I think it was like a lake or something at a lake, yeah, and yeah. I'll like set up things to where I can I'll make sure they bring Molly with with him and yeah, like yeah. so that they can like I can get them to escape. Um, so he is successful in helping them escape. However, he ends up getting captured. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So 
So Beam and Molly escape and somehow I kind of got lost in this part, not gonna lie, because I started to like, it was really long and I started to like lose attention. Um, but at, somehow he ends up connecting with Raju's wife. Um, and he, I don't think he realizes it's Raju's wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Beam runs away with Molly. And yeah. Yeah, I, I can't really quite remember. He like stumbles upon a group. Yeah. And it happens to it be happens like to Raju's, be Raju's people. Wife. Yeah. 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 And so um, Raju's wife explains like about talks about her husband and is like, yeah, my husband's a police officer. And they kind of like freak out for a second. She's like, no, this is his plan. And like Beam kind of puts two and two together and is like, oh, you're Raju's wife. He's like, I didn't realize he was doing such an honorable thing. Yeah. (sighs) And he's like, oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that that like he had a larger plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to go get him because since Raju got captured for like being a traitor, he's now arrested and they're going to kill him as well. They're Mm going to hang him. Um, And so Beam goes out to save him. And basically, I'm just going to, like, wrap it up real nice in a bow. Beam and Raju team up together. They Raju escapes with the help of Beam. They, like, take down the whole British Empire, essentially. And They literally destroy the <laughs> castle yeah, yeah. by what, flinging a motorcycle on fire into a room full of TNT. But there were, like, 12 rooms of which TNT. Which then happens to blow up every room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so long story short, it all ends very happily. Yeah. Um, the people get the weapons that they need yep. to like yep. make sure you know they get out of their oppressor. Molly gets back to the village. Molly gets back to her mom, yep. um, back to the village. And yeah, everyone essentially lives happily ever after and ends in a great dance number. Yeah, a great dance number, actually. <laughs> so yeah, so that's three hours of content three hours. condensed yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully I did a good job of making sure it was clear um so I want to get into just like general thoughts I honestly didn't write too much of like my own thoughts about this yeah we're... I was just kind of like taking in the movie it's definitely a movie you gotta kind of have to process for a little bit yeah we're just gonna we'll just talk about it. um but yeah but so my history with like Bollywood type movies I know this is Hollywood I, I don't want to like say the two are the same but movies made in india exactly um i've only seen one that you had me watch we watched together three idiots yes um and i gotta be honest i didn't enjoy it (laughs) it's Uh, yeah yeah it was pretty clear you did not fully enjoy three idiots yes and here are my reasons why one again the movies are very long (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i have a I don't want to say I have a very short attention span, but I do struggle with three-hour movies. Even three-hour, like, Marvel movies, like, any three-hour movies, I'm like, all right, when oh, are we wrapping only, it up? There's only one three-hour Marvel movie, and it's Avengers Endgame, but... I, they're all pretty long. Well, that says something, because even the Wars, shorter two ones... two and a half hours. Even the shorter ones, I'm like, all right, let's, let's yeah, wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> like, it's getting a little... It's getting a bit long. Um, so, yeah, so I really struggle with, like, sitting through longer movies okay um i also don't like musicals (laughs) so anything that has like random songs random dance numbers i'm not usually into right i only really like your your classic musicals like grease or like rent and those are really probably the only two i can like fully say i love okay um and even those i never sit down and choose to watch it it's like if someone's watching it i'll 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 join in so with all that being said (laughs) of like why i don't typically think I enjoy like the like movies from India because they have this kind of like aspect to them. Um, all that being said, I actually did enjoy this movie. Hey, all right. <laughs> I've been waiting to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was trying to keep my like reactions yeah, yeah, yeah. to a minimum because I knew you would think 
I felt like he uh, came yeah, in yeah. thinking like she's Don't not worry. gonna like Don't it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I did enjoy this movie. It was very fun. It was very cute. Like I was very, I was very much like rooting for their bromance. I loved that. Um, the there's not too many musical or like dance numbers. There's like two there's, dance numbers. There's one in the middle. Yeah. Um, where they're at like a that a party. Yeah. And then there's like one at the very end, like credits kind yeah. of thing. The soundtrack overall is like really good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there is. So there's, I'd, I'd say there's like what five like standout songs. Um, is there even that many? Yeah. 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 There's, well, there's the, well, there's, there's only like, like the, two that they like sing. Yeah. Yeah. There's only like two dance numbers. And like yeah. the, the second dance number is like the end credits dance number. Which that one's just like it's just a dance number yeah. for the credits, um, which is it's honestly a blast. Um, and the first one is like, yes, it's a dance number that's happening like an hour into the movie, but at least it's in the context of like the story. Mm-hmm. Like I think when we watch like Three Idiots, they would just go into a dance number, and it's like that's not happening as part of the story. It's like mm-hmm. they'll be having a conversation, they'll be like, oh, don't you know? And then they'll start singing, and they'll have like a whole dance number. Mm-hmm. At least this dance number happens like they're at a place where people are already dancing yeah it was like a dance battle yeah well that started can we can we get into that scene <laughs> yes okay so well yeah there's uh let's see there's this um there's this british woman who befriends beam beam His, her name is jenny we'll talk about Gen- her in depth later oh uh, okay so jenny invites beam to the palace mm-hmm. because there's like a, a ball or something happening mm-hmm. and then you know there's a bunch of british dudes at the ball mm-hmm. and <laughs> like you know this is like these are like british colonizers in yeah. india they're yeah. like super racist very racist yeah so um they see beam there and they're not treating him well at all and yeah. Um, and they really hate that, like, Jenny is, like, interested in Beam. Right, right. And so they're like, oh, can't you do the tango? Can't you do this? Can't right. you do that? The fancy stuff. The fancy stuff, yeah. And then, um, and he's just being a total jerk. Yeah. And then um, Raju is there, and he's like, we got to show this guy what's up. <laughs> and he like starts playing on the drums mm-hmm. and he's like, don't you know this one? And the guy's like, huh? Mm-hmm. And then that's when they go into their dance number. Yeah. And so it's like, it's very, okay, yeah, yeah, it's a dance number, but it's like they, it's this whole scene where they're basically having a dance battle against their oppressors yeah. and win, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely very fun to watch. Yeah. That song is um. called Natu Natu and it's a banger. That's all I'm... Yeah. Well, I mean, I could say more than that, but it's a great song. Yeah. I've honestly, like, watched that scene on YouTube multiple times. Mm-hmm. And, because, like, yeah. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's really fun. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the dance numbers. And, yeah, that surprised me. Because, again, I hate musicals. And I hate things where people just burst out into songs. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised at how much I did enjoy it. Um, another thought, um, so the visual effects, <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, a lot of stuff is CGI, which is cool. Um, at times it looks really good at times. It looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very back and forth. It's very back and forth. But it's, it's like, you know, it's such a fun movie that it's like, yeah, whatever. You yeah. Know? I mean, definitely. It's not like I expected it to be amazing CGI. Like, yeah, I enjoyed it regardless and I'm not trying to like, 
pick on the CGI. Right. But I do think it's just kind of funny because like there's one, there's a moment where you're like, wow, like look at those animals. And then they move and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. like, whoa. If you, if you pause on the animals, they look great. Right. But when they move, when they're now, when it's they like, move, you're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, another thing that I really loved about this movie is so like the whole movie is kind of this big juxtaposition with fire and water. So Raju is like the fire and Beam is the water. Um, and I think that's very present in their personalities. Um, like thinking of like if you think of like zodiac signs, your fire signs, your water signs and like how they kind of in like interact with people. Um, I can definitely see how Beam is the water and Raju's the fire. Um, and I love that you have these like visual elements that really play that up um and when they come together like the in the at the end when they're fighting with um like the british people they're fighting together with the british people yeah you see raju using fire to like you know fight these people and you see beam using water to like fight the people and you see the combination of the two and how it works and i thought that was really cool i thought especially like to have that visual is really nice. Yeah, that I think that final battle scene mm-hmm. is so dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm like, not gonna lie. It, it's not just that it's like oh, big action, fire, water, like thematic elements and whatnot. It's like yeah. it's the fact that they really just like play it up. Like they mm-hmm. really make it like cheesy, like satisfyingly cheesy action, like over the top, like. Mm-hmm totally impossible like full escapism yeah, you are like watching motorcycles. a movie yeah throwing motorcycles <laughs> like, huh? like i think like beam like hits this like tree branch that's on fire and it goes spinning and then like rama just catches it <laughs> and then just like whacks a dude with it and then like jumps off of a tree and like shoots yeah. a dude with a bow and arrow yeah. it's it's amazing yeah it's very <laughs> fun to watch super fun you're just like whoa <laughs> what a spectacle it's very like it's very macho <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely um so the last thing i want to say and of course this is the setting of the movie this is the point of the movie um but the white people in this movie are so infuriating oh yeah well, and, yeah, like, and that's the point. that's the point. Like, it's the 20s. It's colonizers again. Yeah. They're all very racist and stuff like that. But it's just like, ugh. It just, like, makes me boil inside. Yeah. And so, like, we have this character, Jenny. And Jenny's, like, Jenny. the nice girl. The nice white girl. Kind of white savory. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's, like, one of the... One of the guys trying to get into the place. Um, yeah, Beam's trying to get into the palace, and he's but, like, let's befriend this woman. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about there's someone, there's like a line of people oh, who are yeah, trying yeah. to get into the palace or whatever, and one of the officers was like beating the person. Because he didn't, because he forgot didn't have, his ID. Yeah, he forgot his ID. And she's like, you know, like, stop, 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 like, don't hurt him, yada, yada, which is like, I mean, that's great, you know? No one should be beaten, so everyone should be intervening and stopping that. <laughs> but at the same time, I was just like, Ugh, I can tell where this character's going. I can tell why she's put in this movie. Yeah. And I don't, uh, I don't know. Something about it just really irked me. I mean, she's using her privilege to help the people. Right, which is great. Give them a but voice. But it was, yeah, that's great. I don't, I don't always like when it's like the love interest. I mean, person. at the end of the movie, yeah. her and Beam, like they don't kiss or anything. Like they, no. they have a hug. No. But here's the thing, because I was like, you know what? It, she's doing good things. She's being a great person. And I love that. And that's great. 
Um, but here's where this is when I really was like, mm, mm-hmm. Jenny. Mm-hmm. When Beam is having his public flogging, she doesn't do anything. She just sits there and watches oh, yeah, she's with just the watching. rest of the people. Yeah, and uh, so I'm like, no, I'm not cutting her some slack. I'm not giving her that because where is she now? Not doing anything. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fair enough. Exactly. And then like, but she, I, and then she, it's not like she tried to help Molly get yeah. out. True. So there we go. <laughs> she's not that great. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Jenny's fake. She Super is. Fake. She is. Um, okay. Well, you know what? Watching this movie, I'm not really at all focused on Jenny. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I wasn't either. But like, like, I just care about what's going on with Rama slash Raju um, and Beam. What's what's their whole thing? I get that. It's like their relationship. I get that, but like, in my lived experience, I can be pretty skeptical of people, and I hate to say that because like, you know, I like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and right. like you know, get a feel for who they are before I make any kind of judgment. But at the same time, that's just kind of like what I have to do to be safe. Yeah, and so yeah. like definitely going into it, I am kind of hyper-focused on these white characters because yeah. I'm like, what are, what, like, who are they? What are they about? Right. What messages are they giving off? Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I was very, I was very kind of like distracted by Jenny and like, mm. Mm. I had a feeling you'd have something to say about her. <laughs> Because even when I was watching it, like during the Natu Natu dance sequence, because like the uh, the British men are like trying to kind of like pick on yeah. Beam and stuff and like stop him from dancing. Yeah. And then like all of the white women are like they stop the white men and then they <laughs> they go to Rama and Beam. And they're like, go. Yeah. Do your do your local dance. <laughs> it's what like, did I say during the movie at the end? Oh, I was like, oh, I feel like she would respond like by the end of like, yes, I'm amongst the people. Yo, this yeah. is great. I'm a new woman. Yeah, <laughs> because at the end there's like a dance number, right? Yeah. And you know everybody's kind of like all the good good guy characters are basically chiming in like, hey, yeah, they're all dancing. And then like she pops up, and, and I, don't, I don't even was she singing when she popped up, or was yeah, she just there? Yeah, she starts singing and she's dancing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She has like her own little little part where yeah, she like, just pops up. And it's like what. Uh-huh. What are you doing here? Yeah. yeah. I was like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like when we were watching it yeah, last night. Definitely when she popped up in the dance star. I like laughed. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> just like- yeah. It was just follow. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, no shape of Jenny. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like, you wasn't saying anything. You were very silent when you were most needed. Yeah. So. By the way, so I, I do want to say the the Natu Natu uh, mm-hmm. dance sequence. I did look it up, and Natu means like local country made, mm-hmm. um, or at least I'm pretty sure based on a few Google searches that I did. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like saying like this is how we do it here, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like the message of the scene because it's like yeah you've got all your like white man dances, but mm-hmm. like this is how we do it here. It's like Natu Natu, yeah, and yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I have. That's all you have? That's all I have. Oh, okay. All right. So let me get into my, into my facts. Uh, some of these might, uh, surprise you or Mm -hmm. inform, uh, parts of the movie for you. So, okay. First off, this movie was made on the biggest budget ever for an Indian film, Mm. uh, which translates to $72 million in USD, Mm -hmm. which is surprising 
and how low that is mm-hmm. um, because we make movies for so much more mm-hmm. and this is like this is a three hour movie it's got dance numbers it's got a ton visual of effects yeah. um, and the fact that they could make it at this level for only 72 million like um, even like low budget blockbuster movies will be made for like at least 90 mm-hmm. like you usually like 120 i mean avengers are like you know pushing like 300 mil mm-hmm. um and this movie was made like on 72 is the, are there usually differences like if we're comparing them is it differences in like the way we spend our money like are yeah, we paying they, actors I mean, significantly they more they probably have like we... different labor laws and how much people yeah. are supposed to be paid for their work and stuff yeah. yeah um so yeah not sure i didn't really dive deep into that but mm-hmm. i just overall thought that like wow the fact that you can make a movie of this caliber for 72 million dollars in india is like mm-hmm. pretty impressive mm-hmm. um as I mentioned, this movie is directed by S.S. Rajamuli. Mm-hmm. He uh, previously is known for making uh, Bahubali 1 and 2. And uh, Bahubali 2 is the second highest grossing movie in India. At the, so when RRR came out, uh, Bahubali 2 was the first highest grossing movie in India. And then when RRR came out it became the second highest grossing movie in India, just behind Bahubali 2. But then both of them, just this year, got surpassed by KGF Chapter 2. I'm not sure what that one's about. Um, but I, just reading all of this, I'm like, so, like, RRR, like, hard to compete with sequels, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, like, it's it's not a sequel. So it's third highest grossing movie in India. Hmm. Um, let's see... So you, uh, you, you had like just kind of general criticism about these movies that we've watched that had been made in India for their long length. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody has seen an Indian movie before, they are generally like very long. They're at least, at least three hours. Mm-hmm. So I was doing some digging into like why that is. Mm-hmm. And it really, uh, it all gets back to like escapism. Um, like going over the top and taking the audience through a range of emotions because in India to like go to a movie, it's much more of like a social event. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you're going out to go see a movie Mm -hmm. and you want it to last as long as Mm -hmm. possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they usually have an intermission, Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of these movies generally feel like two movies packed into one. Mm -hmm. Like when we were about an hour and a half through the movie, that's when Beam is like having his whole assault on the castle with like unleashing all the animals. And you're like, what more could they do <laughs> yeah. with another like, hour left? and a half? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like after that scene, mm-hmm. that's so inter- much more happens. That's intermission. Yeah. And then yeah. you come back after the break and it's like, then you watch more of it, which I yeah. imagine watching it like that would be like a very satisfying experience. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah. So like, also, in a lot of Indian cinema, mm-hmm. they they have this concept called masala films, mm-hmm. um, which is named after the mixture of spices, and it's named as such because it's because you're going out to see like this whole experience for three hours. They really try to pack in in masala films specifically. They really try to pack in like every genre mm-hmm. that they can into these movies, like mm-hmm. romax, romax, romax. <laughs> 
I don't know what that is. Romance, action, comedy, yeah. melodrama, music, mm-hmm. like dance numbers. Like they really try to pack all of it in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why like when you watch a lot of them, it's like yeah. that's why it's so long. That's why it's like you're watching a whole season of a show. Yeah. Um, and it's just taking you through it's just just got everything, everything in it. it's like it's yeah. very like larger than life over the top yeah. um which honestly i just think is a ton of fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay so let's see what else we got in here uh okay so the story of the movie mm-hmm. um rama's character and beam's character they're actually based on real life revolutionaries mm-hmm. in uh like early 20th century india is that um, who was like at the end they showed like yeah yeah so faces? okay well it even go, it goes deeper than that actually yeah. so um rama and beam like they yeah so they're based on revolutionaries that have the same names yeah. um but the filmmaker uh, ss rajmuli he really tried to base um their characters and their personalities not just on these revolutionaries but also on the hindu deities whose namesakes mm. um those two revolutionaries like were named after mm-hmm. so rama is a deity who's like known to be skilled and graceful mm-hmm. and beam bima mm-hmm. is known to be like strong and immovable mm-hmm. so they really like he played up those themes um to kind of like y- these are two revolutionary like heroes mm-hmm. and we're also like plussing them up even like more so mm-hmm. by making them like representative of these like religious deities Mm -hmm. um so like that whole part at the end where they're like having that crazy fight sequence uh, with like the fire and the water and all of that and like the the song that's playing in the background it's like it's singing about those deities Mm -hmm. um so it's like rama's doing something it's like rama Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm -hmm. and it's like talking about like it's like singing about that deity and i was just so once i like read that and we watched it i was like whoa, I'm getting, like, goosebumps. Um, (laughs) Because I was like, where else can you get that kind of experience? Like, um, like they're specifically referencing these deities in the song, playing in the background when they're fighting, and it's like, I just don't imagine that, like, escapism Mm -hmm. can be any more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're living in a country where it's like, we have these two heroes that are revolutionaries that by the way, they in real life, these two revolutionaries never actually met. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, yeah. So it's kind of like yeah. fan fiction of like, yeah. what if they had met? Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's this fan fiction of like these two legendary heroes in like our country's history. What if they had met and let's make them representative of like these deities that we look up to mm-hmm. and they're just doing like the coolest things. They're like taking that, this, sending out this whole anti-colonial message. Mm-hmm. They're having a dance battle against them <laughs> even. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, our stuff, like the way we dance is better than the, our oppressors. Like, mm-hmm. and they just completely take it down. I'm like, I don't, that's like the ultimate form of escapism. Like you just, mm-hmm. wow. Like, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And we don't like in America, like we don't have that kind of thing. Like we could never cut like the best we can come up with is like the Avengers or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like we don't have this thing where it's like, you know, what if like, I don't know, Davy Crockett and Jesus were like put together. (laughs) Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't appreciate that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But that's kind of like for them. But I think 
with our history, it's so troubled. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. We wouldn't come to a consensus of like who is our exactly. people we look up to. Exactly, and that's why I'm kind of like that's why I can I can like see this and know yeah. that history yeah. and like admire and almost kind of be like envious mm -hmm. that they have this like ability to escape that hard, mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do I have in here? Um, oh, in the final dance number, uh, where they're all like dancing, uh, <laughs> they're like dancing and singing. And then they're kind of like worshiping like these heroes and these deities. Um, I noticed that this, like all of a sudden, like towards the end of the song, this like older gentleman, uh, like shows up. Yeah. And I, was I was like, like who is that? I was like, who is that? <laughs> it's the director. Oh. And I was like, wow. Cute. Like. How cool is that to be yeah. like this director who made like the highest grossing movie in your country mm -hmm. and it's like, hey, we just made this whole movie. It was like the ultimate escapism and now I'm here too. Like y'all love me. It's like, <laughs> wow, this is so happy. I mean, he directed it. He can decide if he's in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, wow, this is like, this is the ultimate right now. Mm -hmm. It was, I. But I mean, when they made that, when they filmed that, he didn't know it was going to be the highest grossing movie. No, but it was like, yeah. it's. It, it's the movie he made after he just made the uh, highest grossing movie ever. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, he was already like, you know, very popular. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, for him to like show up at the end, it's like, hey, we're celebrating. It's all happy. And it's like, and I'm here too. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, <laughs> like, I have such a smile on my face about that. Cause I'm like, that's just, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of everything I had. Nice. Overall, I highly recommend. Check yeah. it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, it's three hours, but like, I mean, it's, I mean, you admirably sat and watched it I in watched one it in go. one sitting. One I watched it like two or three weeks ago for the first time, and I watched it in two sittings. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I, I knew I wouldn't finish it if I broke it up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's either the whole thing or nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's awesome. I'm like. Yeah. I'll probably watch it again before the end of this year because mm -hmm. uh, it's just like I'm yeah I don't know like mm -hmm. not every year but sometimes I like put out a, a list of like what are my favorite movies that I watched that came out this year mm -hmm. um this is definitely gonna be in the top three wow at least so far yeah I enjoyed it I don't know that I'll watch it again well, <laughs> it's, it yeah. takes some dedication no like I don't expect but you yeah. to watch it again <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna watch it on my own time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, cool. yeah, fantastic movie. Highly recommend. Yeah, Check it out. It's great. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. So, intermission. <laughs> <laughs> Pause now. Um, get a get a nice drink. Um, get a Capri get, Sun. Get a Capri Sun. Um, you know, pop some popcorn, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Um, <laughs> You're so silly. Yeah. No, I try to be. Um, Okay, so I was this past week assigned Abbott Elementary, which is a new show that was released this year. It, um, I think the simplest way to describe Abbott Elementary is like The Office taking place in an underfunded Philadelphia elementary school. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a bunch of different teachers. The main teacher that we follow is uh, Mrs. Miss, sorry, Miss Teagues. <laughs> Um, Janine Teagues. Mm -hmm. She is played by 
Quinta Brunson, I think it's her last okay. name. Brent Brunson. Brunson, I think. Okay. I didn't write down her last name, so yeah. I might need some help yeah. on those smaller details. But <laughs> um she's kind of like the main teacher that we follow. Uh she's also the creator of the show, mm-hmm. writer of the show. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, there's there's her, there's Barbara Howard, Mrs. Howard. Mm-hmm. She's the oldest teacher at the school. There's Mr. Hill, mm-hmm. Jacob Hill. He's the uh, like only like young white dude teacher mm-hmm. at the school. Um, and his whole character is like, he's trying to be really sensitive about like white fragility. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes he talks about how he spent time in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like trying to be cool and likable to everyone um yeah yeah i love it his, his, his <laughs> it's hilarious yeah yeah, yeah. He's so um, funny. and then uh, there's mrs shimenti melissa shimenti she's like this hard as nail sicilian lady mm-hmm. um but she's also a teacher mm-hmm. and then there's the principal ava mm-hmm. ava coleman she spends all of the money that they get on like self-serving things. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's not qualified to be the principal. She is the principal because the superintendent, she like caught the superintendent cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so she basically blackmailed him into getting yeah. <laughs> a principal job despite being incredibly underqualified. And but she's hilarious. She is hilarious. She's so also funny. the worst. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. She's she is super self-serving. All she's, all she cares about is herself mm-hmm. and like, tiktok trends Mm -hmm. and being a part of them Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah every every single thing is like how can i make this about me she is the worst but she has these beautiful moments where she's the best she has an episode that's like kind of dedicated to her yeah and kind of like humanizing her yeah which yeah is is good and like despite her being terrible as a leader she is pretty good with the kids sometimes she yes yeah right she's pretty good with the kids in terms of like relating to the kids and like you know she can also be super toxic and oh, yeah. say let's get this smart kid out of class so he can help oh. me with my computer yeah 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 she can so, be she can be bad i mean she, she also should not needs be hr pre- called on her yeah, yeah she's, she's like <laughs> she's just, yeah she's just rough she's the worst <laughs> um and then there's uh mr eddie gregory eddie mm-hmm. um who's played by uh, the guy that played young chris rock and everybody hates chris mm-hmm. uh i don't know his name um i forgot his name i meant to write down all their names because like they're these characters are played by very iconic people um i don't even know their their teacher names um but like the woman who plays chessie in the parent trap she's in this she's mrs shimenti yeah the woman who was moesha's mom is in this that's the like older teacher mrs howard there we go um i didn't write down any of the teacher's names i should have yeah um the superintendent is the guy from girlfriends so like a lot of that's right a lot of these characters especially like the black characters are from like very popular black sitcoms that just like warm my heart like i i'm so glad that they're like back in something that's like such an amazing project yeah yeah um so mr eddie he's uh he he like went to school to be a principal. He like interviewed to be the principal at this school and he didn't get the job. He like got offered the job, but then he didn't end up with the job. So he was kind of confused. He later finds out that like Ava blackmailed um, the superintendent and he has a whole episode where he's just like, nothing means anything. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what is my life? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But his whole thing is like he's there as a sub. I think he's filling in for this woman, uh, Miss Schwartz, because she kicked a kid. Uh, <laughs> it's like kid kicks her and then she kicks a kid and then she basically gets fired and everybody's like you can literally say whatever you want to the kid but you can't kick the yeah, kid yeah you can't hit a kid yeah um we I mean, shouldn't just say anything to a kid well either. yeah obviously you can't, yeah but, <laughs> but it's yeah. like you can yeah. you can scold a kid you yeah, can yeah you can maintain your job perhaps yes with saying something to a kid without <laughs> kicking them yeah, yeah. so um, and before like Mr. Eddie comes to fill in the janitor whose name I've you know also just completely forgot the janitor like fills in for that classroom before Mr. Eddie shows up and so there's just this quick clip of the janitor he writes Illuminati on the board and he just tells the kid like kids that's who that's who runs the world <laughs> that's who runs the world the janitor's uh, super funny the too. janitor is like probably the funniest character <laughs> Um, he's got this whole thing where he's just like, is that trash? Like everywhere he is, he's just asking people, like, is that trash? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And sometimes they have to like make a choice of like, <sighs> like this thing that's obviously trash, but like Jacob's trying to figure out like what this like donated like machine from the computer machine from the nineties does. Yeah. And it's like, I still have no idea what that thing even was, but he's like trying to find a use for it. Yeah. And so the janitor keeps coming and asking him like, is that trash? And he's like, no. And ultimately he like tries to turn it into like a vase. And then ultimately he just ends up throwing it away. Yeah. 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 He had to let go of it. Um, but yeah. And then, sorry, back on Mr. Eddie. Um, I also wrote down that he hates gardening, but he's really good at it. Um, he hates pizza. He's honestly just like really weird about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And he like won't commit to this job because mm-hmm. for him it's just like this temporary thing. And his dad is also telling him like it's time to get a real job. Um, like, which like what? Teaching yeah, which is, is like yeah. the most I think teaching amazing. is very admirable. Yeah. Admirable job. It takes a lot of work. You're very Truly. underappreciated. Yeah. Um, underfunded yeah yeah it's like that's not a real job like that's the hardest job out here yeah yeah especially now in america i know teachers really deserve to be paid a lot more they get truly my my mom's a teacher actually yeah yeah they yeah they are just taken for a loop and you know suddenly they'll be told like this year we want you to teach this grade and it's like great now i have to go like make a whole new curriculum yeah with very little resources yeah 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 I mean, I guess it depends on the school like you're at. But, yeah, but like yeah. if the school won't fund to get you like materials, like you have to pay for them yourself, yeah. which comes out of your own paycheck. Like, which is super tiny. So yeah. like, how? Yeah. How? It's yeah. like people. I always see like I have a lot of friends that are teachers, and I always see like at the beginning of every school year, they're like donations, please. Yeah. <laughs> like anything helps. So help any teachers in your life. Yeah, um, that's literally every note I wrote on this show. Um, so like, I mean, because. It's 13 episodes. Yeah. They're each like 22 minutes long. Um, it's honestly just like, it's a very fun, it's a very funny show. Like you mm-hmm. can relate to all the characters. It's almost like nostalgic. Like it reminds you of when you were a kid, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of like giving you this perspective of like, what is it like nowadays with like, now that TikTok's out there, mm-hmm. like what's it like to be a teacher in like mm-hmm. the modern world? What's it like to be a kid in the modern world? Mm-hmm. But also like, what does it look like inside these like, underfunded schools Mm -hmm. that don't have enough money Mm -hmm. um and like the the school the school student population is like primarily kids of color so Mm -hmm. um it's just kind of like 
giving you this like entertaining but kind of like realistic uh like lens into like just something that we haven't really gotten a chance to see before mm-hmm. um, like like i've never seen a show like this on tv mm-hmm. but now that it's here it makes like total sense as an mm-hmm. idea and it's like genius yeah um and it's great it's super entertaining mm-hmm. um and it's it's low-key like you know gives you hope mm-hmm. makes might make you feel more just like sympathetic or to just like teachers in general and to like people who grow up with like less money than yourself mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. yeah 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 definitely anything else before i get into some facts or like other things um no <laughs> <laughs> okay no worries because I, think... I brought the tea okay yeah go for it um so for starting out i love this show it I like blew through it so fast. I didn't rewatch it as you watched it, except for like the last few episodes right. that you watched. Right, right. Um, so I did forget about some things, but um, but yeah, but just like in general. So if you guys have been following kind of Quinta's journey into how she got into this place, so um, she became like really well known for this like viral video. Um, I don't know if it originated on Vine, but I found her through Vine, like these vines that she would do. Where it was like she would go on this date with this like dude and like we never saw his face, but like they'd go to the movies and he'd be like, can I get a large popcorn? And she'd be like, oh, you got money. Like (laughs) it was like this really funny like skit that she would do. Um, And so that's how I kind of like knew about her like back in high school. Um, And then I kind of just like didn't know where she went after that because, you know, Vine like became not a thing anymore yeah, and TikTok replaced it. Suddenly disappeared one day. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. like went away. Um, and apparently, so she did after that get a job at BuzzFeed. Um, and so she worked with BuzzFeed for oh, quite a while, okay. it seems like. Um, and then after BuzzFeed, I know she did this um, comedy show that's on HBO that I think is like, I don't think Issa doesn't direct it, but Issa's like a part of it or like help get, get Issa, it. Right? Yeah, help get it to get it started, but I think someone else is, like, the runner of it. Um, but it was called Black Lady's Comedy Show or Sketch... No, Black oh, Lady Bla- Sketch Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gotta be honest, it was not my favorite. I couldn't really get into it. But, um, yeah, she was on that. And then from there, she got Abbott Elementary started. Um, and so, yeah, she... I'm just, like, very proud of her for, like, where she started and how she was able to kind of, like, get through the like world of Hollywood because yeah. we all know that can be very difficult for anybody yeah. but especially for you know creators of color and things like that for having to like try and get an opportunity that really lets you shine mm-hmm. um she is the youngest black woman ever nominated for an Emmy in like for acting in a comedy oh really yes oh, wow. um and so so yeah so I just wanted to like, like really quickly go through kind of her journey okay in case anyone was unfamiliar I was um, unfamiliar. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's, she's been around for a while. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really love about Quinta, so she did when Abbott Elementary, or like when they were starting to do those like like round table actor talks and like, you know, when they do like the press. This became like so popular. Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. Like those kinds of things. But even like as she, after she created Abbott Elementary and it became the success that it was, um, she was doing a lot of press and she, in a lot of those interviews, talked about 
why she wanted to create a show that didn't talk about black issues explicitly at Mm. least and like didn't go out of its way to talk about these things that black people experience especially in america and i really admired her conversation on that and the way that she talked about it and she kind of was just like you know i don't feel properly equipped to really like fully weigh in on all these political issues and i don't think that's a burden that all black people should have to face like not all black people should have to be the especially black creators we shouldn't have to be the ones to always like have these shows that are like very political or always have these shows that are like right. about the issues although it is important and there are people who are willing to take on that work and that's amazing and they should do that um, but she was like i'm a comedian and i wanted to just make comedy i wanted to make something that felt good yeah and like Sure, the show is obviously about like an underfunded school. So there's going to be like things that kind of subtly come up about like, you know, we don't have resources. And like, this is something that a lot of, you know, black children or like black and brown children at these schools experience and whatever. Um, But yeah, but I love that she was like, that's not my place. And that's not what I want to do. And like, I want to focus on the good. I want to like bring something that can really make people happy, um, especially in a time like this where there is a lot of visual media that's like showing how tragic our society is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciated that because especially with the kind of work that I do, it's like my research is very focused on like social justice issues and things like that. And it can get very like hard and tiring. And you're like, I feel so much weight to like, be the person or one of the people because obviously i'm not gonna solve racism myself like that's impossible right um but there is a lot of way of like okay this thing happened i have to speak out about it i have to be the one to do this i have to like do x y and z and you don't really feel like you have a moment to just like step away um but that's really important obviously for your mental health and so yeah it made me think about when i assigned you black nerd problems Mm -hmm. and you read that essay on escapism and how there is no escapism for black people because in pretty much every single content you engage with there's some reminder of reality right um and i feel like abbott elementary is a really good example of escapism especially for black people and again you do have those subtle like you know hints about things but um but you you feel the like levity of it And it's something you can really watch and just laugh and just like have a good time. And I love that. (laughs) It's great. Sorry, I got on my soapbox. Um, But yeah, so that was another thing that I wanted to pinpoint. Um, The last thing. So this is something that I just found out. So there is actually a lawsuit against Abbott Elementary for copyright infringement. What? I know. I know. But there's a second season coming out in there September second, yeah. already. Yeah, it's already being filmed. Um, so I mean, it's coming t- two months. So. Yeah. So Quinta and ABC are being sued by a woman named Christine Davis, who claims that she, that Abbott Elementary was built off of a script she created called This School Year. Mm-hmm. Um, and she claims that the like look and the feel of the school, of like an inner city school, the mockumentary style, the plot, um, down to like the characters are like pretty much ripped off from her script. Mm -hmm. Um, And she claims that she had presented her script. She's an aspiring writer and actress. She claims that she presented her script to some production company who gave it to Hulu and ABC. They rejected it. Um, But then 
Abbott Elementary came along and yeah. And oh. she's like, hey, that was my idea. Yeah. Um, now, I was listening to this TikTok of this woman who is a lawyer, a copyright infringement lawyer. Is or she verified like on TikTok? I don't know, <laughs> but she seemed very knowledgeable and she kind of broke it. I mean, she didn't like give her, yeah, yeah. you know, she wasn't like, blah, blah, blah. but she was just giving what we know so far and yeah. like what it means to sue for copyright. Right. And she was like, you know, here's the facts that we know. We know that this woman is saying she like created a script, yada, yada. It's really going to come down to like the details of the script. She was like, if you, if someone had an idea for like a mockumentary in an elementary school, that's not enough to win right. a lawsuit. No. If someone had a character that's like similar to this young woman who Quinta plays, that's not enough for copyright infringement. Right. If like, like it has to be like ex almost exactly the same in order for this woman to win. So right now it's kind of up in the air. We don't really know what's, what's happening, but. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, I feel like this is a, a common problem yeah. in Hollywood yeah. where somebody will have an idea, they'll present it, and it'll be like, no. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in the best situation, it, they'll, like, buy the idea from the person, mm -hmm. and then they'll give it to, like, a different creative who can, like, put a better spin on it. Yeah. Um, and then in the worser situations, they'll just, like, take the idea and then say, like, let's hire this person to basically make that and take that idea from that person. Yeah. It's like, I don't think that this is an isolated incident. Yeah. Um, however, like, I guess knowing all of that and also, like, really enjoying this show, it's like... Do we want this woman to win her lawsuit or? Yeah. So here I'm kind of stuck. I'm kind of stuck if I'm being quite honest, because, you know, I don't I don't want to assume someone has vicious intent right. when these things come up. And I don't ever if like this woman's idea was truly stolen, you know, I feel really bad about that. And like, I don't think that's right. Um However, I'm really stuck because so this lawsuit came out as soon as the Emmy nominations were released. Mm. Sus. Sus. Um, and I Th just as like, that tends to happen. Exactly. And I like. I think like Quinta has created such a great thing. And I think in terms of like who I would want to create this thing, I think Quinta was the right person for that. Right. Um. And I don't want to put her down. I don't. I don't like that. There's like, she's she's getting praise for this thing that's amazing, and then like to push her down because yeah. of that. And I guess I guess because the lawsuit came out right after the Emmy nominations, that's what's kind of I'm struggling with it. But but at the and like at the same time, I'm like, the show's a very vague. Like the show's a very common thing. Yeah. It's about a school. Yeah. And it's filmed like The Office. Like. That could have been everyone's idea. Yeah, you know? it's yeah, just like, that's true. I mean, I think if this, if I think if this woman really like presented this screenplay to ABC and Hulu, mm -hmm. and they took the idea and had somebody else, or like and kind of floated the idea to somebody else, and that person was like, "Oh, I want to make something like that," and then made it and created this product, I think that woman probably deserves to win her lawsuit. Yeah, and get paid. Yeah, but don't take that money away from the show. Yeah, and the creator. And it's not like she went directly to Quinta. So right, I'm right, like, right. I guess Quinta is not the target here well i hope not because like 
if she did a lawsuit, if she's saying that she presented it to a production company, they passed on it. But then like, what is it? CBS or whatever. To, uh, what is it? Who is it? CBS? ABC? Wait, ABC. ABC. Like yeah. CBS would be Paramount Plus. Yeah. If CBS was like, oh, here's an idea for ABC. a show. Quinta, come along. Join the project. Yeah. Use your writing. Make it great. Like, how, like how would have Quinta have known that that was like yeah, this yeah. woman's idea? You know. I don't know anything about this. I, don't know. I just know what you're telling me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know. How it works. You know who's yeah who's to who's to say who's to know? I yeah. don't. I don't know. I mean they. Yeah. I, I know people who are like, you know, aspiring screenwriters that have like had conversations with Netflix and it's like, it's a whole process to like get yeah. approved. And, yeah, I believe it. Um, like there's a lot of meetings that go into like deciding to create something. Yeah. But definitely in that process, there's like a lot of points of contact with people who you are like sharing your idea with. So yeah, like yeah i don't know it's like it's it's your intellectual property yeah but yeah i, I definitely like ugh, i hate any kind of plagiarism of any kind like right. any kind of like stealing someone's idea i hate it so much so like i really hope that's not what happened like i and if it did then i hope she does get what she deserves like that sounds bad <laughs> i hope she like get the money that yeah, she deserves get, yeah get what she's owed but um, also keep let, letting this show <laughs> yeah because i would I just, love to see it get multiple seasons yeah i yeah. guess i just i just don't want quinta's quinta personally to yeah. be tarnished in hollywood because of this lawsuit i'm what well, i mean the show got emmy nominations there's a second season coming out <laughs> I, it's gonna blow over i you watched this i watched this whole show and i didn't know anything about that <laughs> and i probably never would have if you didn't bring it up so but, what it, but you never know you never know. And, like, again, I mean, I hate to bring, make it, like, about race and stuff like that. But, like, when you are a, a creator of color, it's so hard to get these opportunities that, right. like, anything that comes along is scary. Because yeah. you're like, I worked so hard to get here. And this is such a hard thing to accomplish. And what if it does mess up my entire, like, yeah. I mean, we have people out here accused of sexual assault. And they're still thriving because I don't, they're, like, yeah. privileged. <laughs> But, like, that's not the case for everybody. Yeah, I guess I'm not in the right position to, like, make any judgment calls on this. But I feel <laughs> like the show's going to keep getting made. Yeah. And if it doesn't, for some reason, Quinta's going to keep getting work. Because mm -hmm. I think she's, like, she's here now. Yeah. She's got these, like, Emmy nominations. She's yeah. clearly... It doesn't seem like she's the one at fault here. She's just yeah. the creator of this. She's so then just, why is like why is she in the lawsuit then? Why is it not ABC? Well, because she's the creator. <laughs> like I get she's I don't know how credited as the creator and like the writer. So do but, like, like do like these companies say like we have this idea for a show, we want you to create well, it or who is it knows? Like, like we don't we don't yeah the, my point is like we don't know the we details don't know we don't know if yeah. that's what actually happened we don't know if like somebody mentioned like oh hey this one time somebody came in with this idea and then quinta said i'm gonna make that show instead we don't know <laughs> yeah like there's yeah. so many different layers of like what could have happened there yeah it could have just been a coincidence you know like we just don't yeah. know. so like i'm not going to sit here and pretend like i know yeah. But I am just going to say I would like for if this woman is truly being wronged, get her money and yeah. for this show to keep getting made. I feel like I feel like copyright lawsuits must be super hard to like fight. Yeah. Because it's kind of like he said, she said, you know. Right. Like you might have documentation that you went and visited this person and talked about this. 
But like, we don't know who they talked to about that idea. We don't know how it trickled down. So, I mean, this is why so many people are like, I have this idea, but I'm only going to tell like, you know, people I trust about the idea. Yeah. Because when something is just an idea, you could just as easily tell somebody and then that person run away with it. Yeah. Or that person could think like, oh, like, okay, like I'm supposed to keep that a secret and then completely forget. And then like just randomly one day tell somebody like, oh yeah, one time somebody told me about this idea for like this Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. and like, boom, now the idea doesn't belong to you anymore. Yeah. Now it's somebody else's idea. Yeah. So it's hard. Rough. Well, I hope this lawsuit works out for all parties and yeah. That's all I have for, for Abbott Elementary. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. First video podcast, how to go. Let <sighs> us know. Uh, make sure to rate us five stars on Spotify. It really helps us out. I'm kind of yeah. joking, but at the same time, it probably does help us out. So, like, I don't know. If you're there and you see it, <laughs> hit the five stars, whatever. Um, I realize I didn't decide on this content to assign. Oh, you don't have an assignment yet? Okay, that's no, okay. I have I made you assign first the last two times because I wanted to try and pair things up. Okay. And as I told you, I really wanted to, maybe based on what I'm assigning you, that'll help inform you like what would be really cool for you to pair up with. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't know what you should pick. Okay. Um, But something ever since the inception of the idea of content swap, I think even in our trailer, you gave an example and you said, like, for instance, if Parker ever wanted to assign me the Lord of the Rings, then we would do that. And guess what? I'm assigning you the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Is that the first one? That is the first one. Okay. I, it would make no sense. I was like, please. <laughs> yeah. I'm assigning okay. you the first Lord of the Rings movie. I'm super excited <laughs> i am also very excited i've always wanted to watch lord of the rings so the um, lore goes deep oh i believe it i found myself on like a wikipedia hole like going down a <laughs> rabbit hole on wikipedia yeah. just like reading about the lore that i never understood about stuff that's like still in the movie but it's like like i can watch the movie and understand it and i think since we watch everything with subtitles now it'll be like a lot easier to pick up on like just what the heck they're even saying mm-hmm. but like now i like know some things mm-hmm. i'm like ooh, it's just it's very it's very satisfying how deep the lore goes mm. and i'm surprised that i can invest myself in it but we'll get into that a little bit oh, probably yeah. next week okay okay i'm looking forward to it how long is that movie that one's probably two and a half hours two hours 40 minutes <gasps> oh lord but honestly like it's worth it. There's no dance numbers. <laughs> I would mean All I would right. I would watch that version, but yeah, no, there's there's no dance numbers. I will say though, um mm-hmm. each Lord of the Rings movie gets progressively longer. So mm-hmm. like the second one is three hours and the third one is like three hours, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's extended editions of all three of these movies. So like the extended edition for Lord of the Rings Return of the King, the last one is almost four hours long. And low-key, it's a bop. Like A bop. <laughs> yeah. The extended editions are, I think, the definitive way to watch these movies. Because there's just so much. Anyway, sorry. I'm getting into next episode's content already. <laughs> I'm just very excited. I've been, yeah. I've pretty much been waiting since the beginning of the idea of this podcast mm-hmm. to assign this. So, okay. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. 
Okay. Well, that did not help with my choice. Um, but I'm just going to like pick something. Okay. Well, I was telling you all week, like, I'm going to give you something like very highly acclaimed, objectively really good. So try to pick the highest rated thing that you have on your list. <laughs> and you were like, I think Nerve was the highest rated thing <laughs> I, was I had. Just kidding. I know. <laughs> I was kidding. 6.5 on IMDb is the best she can do, folks. <laughs> I mean, I have some good stuff on here, but like, it's just stuff that might require a little time. So I don't know if I'm going to assign it now. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring is like ninth highest rated on IMDb. I believe it. So. I believe it. Nothing will top that. Nothing that I give will top that, that you haven't already seen. Well, um, yeah, you never know. No. <laughs> I haven't seen The Breakfast Club. That's true, but. We're saving that. Yeah, I think I'm going to save that. I'm yeah. going to save that. Keep it in my back pocket. Um, so I'm going to give you something a little bit different. Um, have you seen Beyonce's Homecoming? Is that the documentary about her Coachella performance? Mm-hmm. I have not. All right. I'm giving you Beyonce's Homecoming. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. I mean, that's I think great. That's I think a that, great movie. I think that works. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, 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 I think this will be a really good pairing. Yeah. I think that really speaks to both of our tastes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. No, yes. that's perfect. Well, Beyonce, I could not. You know, life. I could not be more satisfied with that choice. Yeah. All right. I mean, something as like dark and dreary as Lord of the Rings needs a little like fun. I mean, not all of the Lord of the Rings is dark it and seems dreary. Dark and dreary. There is some fun. Okay. At like the beginning. Where does the Hobbit fall into play with Lord of the Rings? The Hobbit takes place before the Lord of the Rings. Ah. Uh, yeah. But. I don't really mess with those movies. Why? Um, because The Hobbit is one book. Mm. Okay. The Hobbit is like a short book. We're getting into it now, I guess. The Hobbit <laughs> is like, it's not the longest book. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a lot like in it. It was written first. And then J.R.R. Tolkien wrote The Lord of the Rings. And each of those books, there's three books. They're very beefy books. They're huge. Mm-hmm. But each one was made into one movie. Like, mm-hmm through movie magic thank you peter jackson so he made like these each of these big books into Mm -hmm. one movie each Mm -hmm. then you know he did such a good job they're like we want more of that they took the um they took the hobbit which is like a way shorter book and then they stretched it out over three (laughs) movies so they just add in all this stuff that's not even in the the book. book gotcha um yeah, but that, that actually, now that being said, I would totally go back and watch those <laughs> movies. But it's like, definitely, you're no, nowhere near as excited going to go see those mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. than you were when you went to go see the Lord of the Rings movies when those were getting gotcha. released. At least for me. Got you. Yeah. I feel like the only thing I like really know about Lord of the Rings was I think on an episode of America's Next Top Model, they went to the location where they shot something for the Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, one of those, I don't remember. Probably The Lord of the Rings because I feel like that was like back in the day. The Lord of the Rings is like a masterclass yeah. in filmmaking. Yeah. So. They did a photo shoot there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they, they filmed the whole movie in New Zealand. It's Rings. like, it's beautiful. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we should be getting into all of this next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Anyways, hope you, yeah. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah, sorry. Hope you enjoyed our first <laughs> video podcast. If you're still listening and not watching, uh, what are you doing? Uh, get get on get on the Spotify and and watch us. Listen to us. Listen to li- listen and watch. Or I mean, if you say if you have it on Spotify, you could still listen. But if you open up the app. There's going to be a visual. Hey, watch it be like that just like doesn't even work. And like the Spotify experience is just not 
doesn't have a video in it, yeah. we'll still upload to YouTube, so don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.